Hey guys, I'm AP. And I'm your girl, Black Mamba, and we are the hosts of The Hate Journals, a weekly comedy podcast. We know we aren't the only ones that get annoyed by the daily grind, and lately there's a lot to be annoyed about, and we get it. Join us each week as we roast and toast all the things that we love to hate. Nothing is off limits as we rant, rave, and laugh our way through our own experiences, current events, and so much more. So tune in weekly to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or check us out on our website at thehatejournals.com. That's right, guys. Let us help you get you through your week every week with The Hate Journals podcast. We hope you enjoy. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have Jonathan Estron. We are going to talk about the nuclear bomb that Marvel just dropped. And, well, Disney as a whole dropped a bunch of stuff on their investor call. I'm not talking Star Wars. I've never seen any of that crap. So we're talking Marvel. Um, <laughs> before we get to that, there's a couple of things on DC I want to get Jonathan Estron's opinion on really fast. One, I don't know if you've read this. But reportedly, uh, HBO Max will green, uh, well, excuse me, will reboot Green Arrow with no Stephen Amell. There's no real details, but they do want to redo Arrow. What is your thoughts on that? I think it's DC making the same mistake they make every time. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's you. You had start, especially with what they've been doing with like Flashpoint and uh, Supergirl. You started feeling like okay, maybe these guys. I mean, what with the threat of Marvel breathing down their neck, you would think maybe these guys are finally learning. Maybe these guys understand, unify the brand, make it a, 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 a congealed thing so that people don't have to jump all over the place to find it. So people in their niches, because what Marvel did really good was it knows everybody has a niche. It knows their comic book fans. It knows their action figure collectors. It knows their animation fans, their movie fans, their TV show fans, their mature TV show fans. And it gives all those fans something. But at the end, they have a unifying theme, which is the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe. And they, they're slowly making it all be one family. They learn from watching Star Wars do it, how to get to that point. And and you would think Warner, but nope, nope, didn't learn a thing. They're just doing what they've done every single time. It, it's sad. <laughs> I mean, as sad as watching people become millionaires, be. even though they could be billionaires, can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, last thing about them is, well, two things, actually. Patty Jenkins actually had an interview where she said uh, she was asked by Cinnamon Blend, 
some semblance podcast. She was asked point blank, "Hey, what do you guys? What do you take from Justice League, the theatrical cut?" She says, "Oh no, us directors, we threw that away like the fans did, because once Zach was out, essentially there was no need to follow anything." Which, to be honest with you, one you could tell by with her at least, and two. You can tell they they put a lot into Wonder Woman. The fact that this is not reported. This is this is well, this is a report, but this is facts. This is not anybody guessing. Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, and Gal Gadot are the only people. And this leads to my other question for you: They're the only two people that will get ten million. That they, they were given ten million dollars to uh, kind of recoup the money they will lose from not being in just. Uh, movie theaters alone it will be on hbo max and for those of you who do not know all of warner brothers 2021 uh, movie slate will be straight to hbo max as well as theaters but it'll be on hbo max for 30 days and it'll be taken off but that is a huge blow to any creator because they're in their contract they get pieces of movie rights which I would have to think that started with Robert Downey, right? Getting parts of movie rights, or was that before him? It was before, but I can't remember who the original person was. It was before Downey. Okay. But as far as this thing, like with Marvel, Downey, I think, was the first. I, I We'd have to double-check to confirm. Okay, so what, what, what are your thoughts, though, on, one, um, what she said? about how the the directors of the uh the time because it's what if you think about it, it's only really three directors i guess snyder uh james wan is that that's, that's his name right james wan yeah and uh-huh. um Patty jenkins but we think about that because their movies show it like there really is no connection to the dceu at all yeah. so what are your thoughts on what she said same as the first <laughs> them not learning the lesson it's i mean you had hoped that they were going in a direction where they were trying to be more unified What with them announcing Justice League, which which even makes the decision dumber, right? Because it was one thing when they were doing individual movies that weren't unified and, and everybody was kind of, oh, you guys need to unify this stuff. You guys need to do what Marvel's doing. It's another thing when you've unified it and then you're still saying, no, we're not actually functioning as a unit. What are you doing? I don't know. And and let me actually uh, quote exactly what what the the deal is, because this is the Warner Brothers deal. Uh, the press release says today the Warner Brothers Picture Group announced that it is committed to releasing the 2021 film slate via a unique consumer focused distribution model in which Warner Brothers will continue to exhibit the films theat- theatrically worldwide while adding an exclusive one month access period on HBO Max streaming platform in the U.S. concurrent with the film's domestic release. So hybrid model. I, I don't know how they're going to sort out payments. Uh, I-, I-, I guess they're predicting the amount of money they're going to get off of all of this. I don't know how the money split works with HBO Max, especially if you're approaching it from a perspective of how do we make up for the money we're losing in theaters as opposed to, well, we should just kind of give in and just work on a new way to format this kind of the way Marvel did. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at the time, a lot of people were mad at Marvel, but at least Marvel took a step back, thought about it and went, you know what? We're, we're going to refocus, reform. If we sacrifice a year, sure. We sacrifice a year. But we'll just come back with more stuff to provide. Like we talked about in the last podcast, and lo and behold, atomic bomb. 
Yeah, and, so, and from I guess my only thought on it is, no matter what, something there's always a dynamic that's going to change, right? And the studios and big companies are going to find ways to make money. It's not on the content creators to f- find ways to make money and to sustain money. I read an interview with Alex Ross where he was quite pissed at DC because he said that constantly, constantly, and anyone who watches the Arrow Arrowverse, and I refuse to call it the CWverse, that's a stupid name. Um, anyone who watches the Arrowverse, there are certain characters that were not ever created until kingdom come and one of uh, black lightning's daughters was not originally in black lightning it was created in kingdom come and he said the last before the merger the at&t uh warner brothers merger he said he was seeing money he said it wasn't a lot of money but it was like hey we use something from you so boom here, here you he, go he, yeah like bucks. he says that has not happened in over a year he said he got absolutely nothing for the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, amazing story they told last year, a uh, five-part series. Um, but to me, this goes to the independent contractor thing in professional wrestling with WWE. You either you sign once you sign a contract, you sign a contract. We get it, but you have more power because you are the ones creating the content. Yeah, and and what you get paid. That's why someone like a it can be. I know how I know T- Terrence Howard would have something to say about this, but Robert Downey is really a blueprint for people. Brock, Brock Lesnar is a blueprint for people. Uh-huh. Whether you like him or not, they know how to get their money because you you're not gonna see them complain about money. You're not. Yep. They may not ever. They may com- they may complain about something being create creatively unsatisfying, but Zack Snyder. The fact that he's been for, for think about it like this: Zack Snyder was given thirty million dollars at first. Yeah, you only give him doing CGI and voiceovers. Oh, you know what? Let's just do a whole Snyder universe. Here's another hundred twenty million. Uh-huh. There's a reason for that. So to me, we as creators, because we're all creators, have to take more responsibility for our actions. Now, for someone that's up and coming like we are, I was just talking to Alone in the Dark about this. Um, I, have, I have a pitch for Hulu next year. I'm not going to take the first thing that they throw at me, but I'm going to make sure that it benefits me in the long term with connections and stuff like that. And make sure that they know, hey, this person's easy to work with, right? Yeah. So, but as you get more and more power, like the Aaron Sorkins, like the Zack Snyder's, like the Christopher Nolan's, then you can say, hey, no, this is what I want. Christopher Nolan c- consistently breaks HD cameras and and, and, and IMAX cameras. And, 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 and theaters like, hey, you need another $20 million for a camera? No problem, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Because he has he, he, he knows how to work it, and it goes to just being strong in politics. So to me, this HBO Max deal will hurt people next year. But let's be honest, nothing's going to hurt as bad as this year did. Yeah. Well, it's it's also... I, I heard another version of this conversation, too, that I, I want people to keep in mind, which is it, it isn't... It's easy for us to sit here and say content creators need to take responsibility need to step up need to need to get theirs right you always need to make sure you take care of yourself but you also need to understand for most people who aren't the Zack Snyders and who aren't the Brock Lesnar's it's you independent creator versus a multi-billion dollar industry which hires the best lawyers the best uh, PR departments, the best business managers, you're, you're fighting against giants, right? 
who have mastered doing this at an expert level, at an educated level, while you try to grind. Yeah, as a content creator, you need to get it. But the reason things are the way they are is intentional. People are building this machine to function in this way. We, we, we look at Warner Brothers and to us it's like, why the hell is Warner Brothers doing this? It's so ridiculous. They can make more money. We've been saying this for years. So when Marvel started doing it, it was like, it was so obvious. This content is popular for a reason in the first place. Trust the creators. <laughs> Using your wrestling analogy, let's talk about like AEWWWE. For years, we're like, trust the creators trust the creators to create the product so aew comes along and goes no we're just going to put everything in the hands of the creator they're truly independent contractors we're not going to force them we're not going to censor them and then you have people like mjf that that can flip the finger at a seven-year-old the father complains and the entire community of wrestling goes no this is the character. <laughs> this character is protected. We don't care about your kid. You should have known that before bringing your kid to this creator. Trust the industry, and the industry can thrive. Yeah, they're going to be bad actors. Yeah, they're going to be sour grapes, for sure. But the industry can thrive. For some reason, we've... <sighs> It's like king mentality, where there's this mentality from the past that we've brought over, where it's like there needs to be somebody holding the reins or else this whole thing crumbles. I, I don't know why. I don't know why we haven't grown out of that yet, especially in the age of the Internet, when it's like you, you got people online that are coming. The, the guy that did the um, what was it? The cranberry commercial. You know, the one I'm talking about, Ocean Spray. No, I do not. I, I've seen a ton of Ocean Spray commercials. I don't know what you're talking so, about. Though. So there's a, a guy who became famous on, I want to say, TikTok for driving down the street in L.A. and drinking a cranberry juice. It was just some dude going to work and drinking like an Ocean Spray cranberry juice. And that video got so popular, Ocean Spray hired him and gave him a whole bunch of money. And it started all these memes and all just off of that one thing. Now, that's. That's me giving an example of like, if you let people be unique, they can surprise. There's no industry PR that could have predicted a video of some dude riding his bike to work drinking cranberry juice would be a huge boon to an industry. Nobody in a boardroom can predict that. It's the creators who have their feet on the ground and are running around that can do it. But for some reason, once you get into those boardrooms, they're just, but Warner Brothers, Still making money. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen them. Have they posted a loss this year? I haven't even seen the quarterly earnings yet. I, I don't look at them usually. People usually see. I, I would be curious to see. I would be curious to see just how big the Warner Brothers loss this year was, right? Because I did. Yeah, the movies took a loss, but they always took a loss as to what we predicted them being based on what the last movie was or what is expected from the movie. I don't know if the studios ever really themselves take a major, major loss or a loss so major that they can't recover it in a good year. So the only thing I'll say to that is because you're kind of talking on both sides and in that equation, what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I mean, and what I think most people mean by it, you to take you to take credit for your own stuff is that's essentially what AEW is. They say yeah. we, we needed a big name. Tony Khan has money. Well, his dad has money. Now he has money. Um, mm -hmm. So we we need the connections to get to where we need to go. But here's the plan we have. Like the recent signing of Sting. Apparently, it was said that the only reason Sting signed is because Sting said, "Hey, look here. I didn't like how I ended with WWE. They won't let me wrestle again." Even if I do a cinematic match, I just want to go out on my own terms. And once again, let, 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 let the creator, you know, lead the way with the creation. You stay yep. and do the business stuff. 
that's, yeah, that's you can you can come to the creator and tell the creator, hey, we need the we have these restrictions. The creator is creative; they'll figure out a way to work within the restrictions. Yeah, but that, and, and so I think that's where you, I think you're going to confuse our audience too. You told, you're talking both sides, but like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like it's like one of those things where that's what people at least that's what I mean. I think a lot. I think even Patty Jenkins because I I heard the whole interview, and she said the reason I fought so hard for my part in Wonder Woman and things I saw in Wonder Woman is because I know they didn't know what they were looking for in the boardroom. I know they didn't know this. That's what we mean. Is at least yeah. at least stand up for it. now if someone like Vince McMahon comes to you and says, Well no, this is what we're doing, all right, fine, it's your show, that's fine. And then when it turns to, sh- to shit, it's completely on you. Yeah, I might be the talent that went through with it, but guess what? Now I have my own form of social media. I have my own way of saying, hey, they didn't want to do that. The same way yeah. it was proven that Wonder- I didn't like Wonder Woman, the first one. It, it wasn't for my demographic, which is fine, you know? Yeah. However, the best part of that movie was No Man's Land scene. And she said she yep. had to fight for that scene to be in. I thought about it. I was like, that's one, not surprising, but two, that just shows that no one really knows in those rooms what they're looking for. Not everyone's Elon Musk and physically out there every day seeing like, all right, these are the intricacies of this. So that's what I mean by, hey, don't just sign any contract. Like to me, James Gunn got 10 times more power now. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. And if he doesn't want to go out and do something with Guardians of the Galaxy that he doesn't think he's not going to. He's not going to. To me, not everybody can... Taiki Waikiki, same thing. Exactly. Not everybody can do that, but you have to build yourself up. You can't just drop one independent movie, it makes a few dollars, and you're like, well, I have the power. No, that's not how that works. And to me, that's where the difference is. Imagine before Taiki took it, somebody coming to to you as an executive and selling you the idea of, okay, you know what we're going to do with the next Thor movie? The one that is the most heart-wrenching, one of his greatest storylines, World War Hulk. We're going to make it a comedy. <laughs> it's got to be one hell of a pitch. And, and, and yeah, it, it, yeah. That's what I'm You would look at him and go like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Even as a fan, you would look at him and get the fuck out of here. But in the hands of a creative like him, it ended up being the best Thor movie. Yeah, so so th- so yeah. Th- that's what I mean. So I don't know if you, you understand. I don't know if you heard something different. I don't no, know if you heard the interview no, or not, but... Um, I, I heard what you meant. I was I was just saying it I think I think we need to be a little forgiving to the to the people who are who are who are looking at those contracts being signed. Right? Because well, 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 there's an entire industry fighting against them. Well no, we're not talking about no, I use Alex Ross as an example. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Sorry. My point, I was going off of that. Okay, no, my point was Alex Ross and those guys signed that contract. He becomes a '90s comic book. I was just using him as an example of how they're not getting paid, and he was saying with the new merger. Once again, the merger just happened this year. So my yeah. point in all of this is, as we go on now, if DC was say we want to contract Alex Ross for artwork, and I don't see why they wouldn't. He's still a great artist. Then he needs to say, hey, boom, boom, boom. I need to get a percentage of when you guys because you guys are going to use this. In, in on CW, let's just be honest. You are even if you don't use it in the movies, you're gonna use it in the CW because they have more license to do things more creatively, I guess. Uh, so somehow their TV department is more powerful than their movie department. Who thought? But um, <laughs> but that's what he's gonna do. So from that's the point of that. I use him as an example because of artists have always complained about not getting their fair due. But at the same time, yeah. it's kind of hard to feel bad for them when you have Robert Kirkman's and Jim Lee's and Steph and uh, not Steph McFarlane, um 
Todd McFarlane, poor millionaires and who, who who have the opportunity to control their own narrative. So, and Donnie Cates even has more leeway now. So, um, that's where I was coming from on that one. Not this new, not, not anything new, because this just happened this year. But going, yeah. going 2021 and on, it's kind of hard. It's the same way for me. It was kind of hard to feel good, uh, bad for the Good Brothers when they got released. Like, you didn't want to be there anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like, dude, you signed a new contract. And once again, it's hard feeling bad for someone who's making millions of dollars a year. You know, you know what yeah. you, you know what you you know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing by now, you've been in the industry for as long as you are. Then that's kind of still on you. If you don't know what you're doing by now, and you didn't hire someone who did, that's, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Yeah. So let's yeah. move, let's move on from this because we've talked enough DC. Um, yeah. Marvel dropped a nuclear bomb on their investor call. Um, and the only reason I even know about this, cause I, I don't find like, a, like people will tell me, oh, people will mention, even when I didn't have a show, people will text me, they'll email me. Hey man, did you hear what WWE did say on their investor call? I'm like, I can only imagine. And like, I just don't care about this stuff that some people care about, but they dropped nuclear bombs on this. So we're going to try to take this one by one as much as we can. I just wrote a, a piece, an article for Celeb Magazine. It's not published yet. I think it'll be published this week sometime. On what they did with the trailers, let's start with the one. Um, the show I'm looking forward to the most is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. To me, it, I see a lethal weapon with Marvel characters with high stakes, and I'm all for it. What do you think? I am all in on WandaVision, actually. All right, well, that's that's fine. But give me your thoughts on the Falcon and Winter Soldier first, and actually, WandaVision is next on my list. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, so yeah, it looks great. Um, we actually spoke about this a little bit when we uh, when we saw it on the messages. But the the that what was the the, the comment? It's a that, the legacy of that shield is complicated. And the way he delivered it was to me like I I, I, I the first time I kind of was I was actually asleep when I watched all the trailers the first time. So I was, I was in and out when I finally woke up and I heard the way that Anthony Mackie delivered that line. I immediately texted you and said, Oh, they're, they're doing this. Okay. All right. I'm here for it. I had the popcorn and you, then you called it Trump heat and I couldn't stop laughing my ass off. Literally. <laughs> well, it, it's just, well, anybody who's a fan of the comics knows that the story is written by uh, one significant chunk of the modern story is written by uh, Tanahasi Coates, who's who's a very uh, black and proud guy. So it's it's he he did a great job, kind of sticking to the legacy of comic books, but also giving it a very 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 uh, civil rights tint, while while not taking away from the the you know the Marvel universe and, and just adding more layers to the story and the idea that Bucky, this, this black guy who already is questioning himself on Thank having you. the legacy of Captain America, Steve Rogers, but now also has to have the legacy of the emblem of America while having all these concerns with the history of America and the current modern society of America. How do you, how do you take the legacy that you already doubt you have the ability to take while wearing the flag of the country you're proud of, but you have issues with, you know, it's, it's, he did a great job navigating that reality. And a lot of it was, was kind of not just a testament to how amazing Falcon is as a character and how strong and proud Falcon is, but also 
how how sweet the bond between Falcon and Steve is that when he feels weak or when he started stumbling, he would he would think back to the fact that Steve handed me this. Steve wouldn't trust me with this if I didn't have what it takes or Bucky's by my side. Bucky wouldn't be my, my side if he ever doubted because it's it's a testament to how those conversations should go where when if if you have any doubt, you have friends to rely on who you have to trust your friends to stand against you if you're going in the wrong dire- direction. So if they're standing for you, you're doing the right thing. And when they delivered that line on TV, I mean, I told you already, I don't I don't think they have the moxie to go in that direction. That 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 was my Trump heat line. They don't want any of that. 2021 is going to be a mess enough as it is. The last thing they want is to stir that pot as well. But it was it was nice to at least see it alluded to, which means they're gonna they're gonna touch on it. I'll take it. I'm I'm excited. Very I, excited. I will disagree with you. I don't think okay. they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna go all in. But I think they're gonna go sixty percent in. Really? Be, be, here, here's why I say that because from everything that I know and I have my own sources, I can't I can't say why their original uh-huh. story was gonna talk about a pandemic. Which they have completely not that they've they haven't abandoned everything about it, but they have abandoned the pandemic part about it, supposedly, which I understand. We, we just we just went through it. We're still going through it. No one wants to watch a TV show about a fucking Reminding pandemic them, at this yeah. point. This is supposed to be entertainment, exactly. So I I believe they're gonna at least they're gonna they're gonna put their lower half in there. While making sure that they're they're above waist and like oh we're looking around we're, uh, we're so that way they can duck when the Trump heat comes and they can stay up they can stay there I I feel like <laughs> the reason why I'm so excited for this is because I remember the first time I read that comic and I actually have a first print now I think I showed it to you before of the the, the issue of where Falcon is given the shield and to me that was one of the best parts of Endgame. Is when old man Rogers is handing over uh, the the shield to Falcon, I, and that's just kind of like I remember watching that scene a few times, just rewinding it. You can see the emotion on Anthony Mackie's face, how much it means to him. But more importantly, yeah. to me, not only is this a the reason why I said Lethal Weapon is because Lethal Weapon touched on this. I think it was the third one where uh, Danny Glover is like helping some Asian people out, or the fourth one, excuse me, and he has to explain to Mel Gibson, look here, dude, I'm saving these people because I'm freeing slaves. Like, you don't understand uh-huh. it. And, yeah. and Mel Gibson said to him, no, I, 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 I'll never understand it, but I get you. I trust you. So tell yeah. me how can I help? And he ends up becoming friends with the little kid. And uh, and and for me, it was so out the realm for Lethal Weapon, but at the same time, it fits those two characters because they had that as you said that trust in each other and to me even bucky and falcon have had a long road to trust because falcon definitely didn't trust bucky especially during civil war let's yeah. be honest bucky knows there's nothing really redeeming about him except that he's steve's friend that's the only reason why people accept him but the, i think it will be what 2020 should have been after george floyd's death yeah. About people asking questions and us talking. And I remember I had a conversation with someone, and I don't want to get too deep on it. I want to get the widen vision. It was a white chick. And she made a comment to me. I'll, I won't say what that was because it, it might offend some people. But I remember I said, what the fuck is wrong? I cursed her out. But then I went home and I said to myself, she don't know. I, yeah. And so then the onus is on me. So I, I went back to her the next day and I apologized for cursing her out. And I said, look here, dude. 
here's why this is important. Here's why you shouldn't be saying these things right now or ever because of yeah. this. And to me, that conversation, even though that's clearly a different conversation they're having, the that trailer was a perfect look that Bucky's probably going to have when he's explaining it to him. But then we're going to have the reverse side of that, which I'm looking forward to, is Bucky explaining to Sam, they need a real Captain America. You are that. And I yeah. even posed this question in my article. Who has the right to choose who Captain America is? If anything I've learned from this year, our government shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, to, and to yeah, me, I mean, that's that, what it is. That was, that was the big thing in the comic. The big thing in the comic was a lot of people saying, you're not my captain. But him going, Steve handed me the shield. He's He's the only one who can decide because he's the only one you guys trusted. If he trusted, if you trusted him and he trusts me, trust me, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and that's always been the one thing I love about the MCU is no matter what direction the story goes, it always comes back to you. Can, and you can apply this to any MCU movie. It's trust me. <laughs> That's always the core message, whether it's it's you know how much I hate Iron Man three, but whether it's Tony landing in the middle of that field in Iron Man three and trusting that kid to help him or or it's it's, you know, Bucky getting brainwashed and and still, you know, Steve telling Tony trust me he's good and tony not trusting and steve despite his long bond with tony defending bucky and fighting for bucky even though he's not even certain bucky's completely out of it yet it's always the thing of like if this person tells you trust him and and i'm glad you brought the george floyd example up because it, it it it's something i've been i've been it's a theory i've been running with for a long time but I've, I've really kind of started verbalizing it more recently, especially with all the events where I've tried to explain to a lot of people, like the reason you don't know is intentional, right? There's a bunch of people who are telling you not to trust other people. That's what this is. There's a bunch of people telling you people can't be trusted. When Kaepernick was kneeling, I would get into these major arguments with individuals who were saying, well, he's disrespecting the flag, yada, yada, yada. And I would go, yes, but... Look at this. And I would play them the video of Kaepernick on EXPN explaining why he's kneeling. And then I would watch them go, well, yeah, but. And I'm like, wait, why don't you trust the words? <laughs> he's telling you what he's doing this for. You, you have a theory on what he's doing this for. It's clearly not what he's saying he's doing this for for. Why are you ignoring the reason he's doing it? I mean, even if you disagree, there would be a way of doing it. But, okay, I'm, I'm going in the weeds here to kind of make the point of I love – that the whole thing is going to be built on that trust bond that they've done. And this is, this is the show for it. This is one of the marquee shows to show that. And it's coming at a great time too. So I hope you're right. I hope they do 50, but I'm, I'm, I'll put my bets in. I'll say 20% maybe, maybe. Well, the problem I have with these two shows, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, to me, I've compared them to Age of Ultron. They are both unfinished products as as I, I would have to assume people will have to know that at the end of the six episodes for Falcon Winter Soldier, he ain't getting that shield. He's getting that shield, in my opinion, at either the next Avengers film or in the upcoming Secret Invasion storyline, which we're going to get to later. 
Yeah. Um, but these two series will not be finished series. They will clearly end on cliffhangers with a bunch of different questions. But to me, going to your trusting and last point on this is if these two can come together out of trust. And yeah. the, one th- the one thing I take from this is because someone asked me, why these two together? I said, think about that last scene in Endgame. With not, that wasn't the, the Captain and Peggy thing. When Bucky already knew what Cap was going to do. He didn't need to even talk to him. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he looks at Sam and says, hey, Sam, come over here. And he just nods his head. He trusted uh, uh, Steve, one. And two, Bucky knew Sam was the guy to hold the shield. And he yeah. wants to make sure that that legacy tries to be uncomplicated. So moving on. The reason why I'm not looking forward to WandaVision for is revolutionary, and I'm using that word, as I think this show will be. Elizabeth Olsen, besides being my future wife, that she doesn't know she is, um, I believe she will do a great job in this new role of a chaotic uh, Scarlet Witch. For me, this is part of a three-part series that we're going to get this in 2021 with this then Spider-Man in December, and then 2022 is going to end with Doctor Strange. That's why I'm not looking forward to it much, because I have to wait a whole year and have a whole year of blue balls before I get a conclusion on this story. But you're looking forward to it, so I'm let you have the floor. Well, the, the reason I'm looking forward to this is, of all the shows that had been talked about for years, that was the one I was the most confused as to what the purpose of the show was. Now, the 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 trailer hasn't explained anything in detail to me, but what it oh, has, it has told dude. me I'll is, t- I can tell you in a second. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, what I'm saying is in detail is kind of piggybacking on your last point about about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and these shows ending on cliffhangers. This studio, the one thing that Marvel has done beautifully with everything they've done that that I'm glad we started with DC because it's the polar opposite of what DC is doing, and it's exactly what's frustrating all the DC fans is they've built. A, a a good foundation of trust with the fan base that, hey, even if this makes no sense now, it's going somewhere, you know? When when you've already established in, in you know, the first Age of Ultron movie, just by, by watching Captain America nudge that shield and then that camera zoom on Thor as Thor looks, and you pay that moment off what, eight, seven years later? In Endgame, when Cap picks the actual hammer and Thor goes, I knew it? That is that is some trusting your fan base, right? That's, that's true belief your fan base is paying attention and not insulting their intelligence and giving them these beautiful moments for them to connect to and feel special. These, so in, in, the, in the, when they released all the information, the one thing that they did release is they said, they stressed, Marvel Studios stressed that in the next phase, phase four, it's going to be very interconnected. All the storylines from the shows and the TVs, unlike what it was with Marvel, are going to be completely interconnected with the movies. So when I'm watching WandaVision, there's so many places they can go with this. Is is Wanda having a breakdown that'll lead to like House of M type stuff, especially now that they've announced the Fantastic Four stuff? 
is you know is is vision really okay is this is this a is wanda altering reality to make vision? i mean obviously she is but it's just in what way is she altering reality who are those people that can't process that information and uh there was a storyline in comic books that that did address a city that functioned kind of that way so i'm really excited i don't know it seems like they're going to incorporate that it's it's the one show that has the most question marks with the most possibility for fun that I've seen. You know, Bucky and, and you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are pretty straightforward. You know, like you said, Buddy Flick cop, you know, Buddy, Buddy Flick show. Um, but this one is just going to be, I mean, between that and the Multiverse and Madness, it's the two... The two that we really have no idea what direction they're planning on going in. But you say you're gonna, you have a, you have a hint. I'm all ears. Oh, it's more okay. than, dude. It's more than a hint. I know exactly where they're going with this. Like, oh, look, look, look at the next trailer. The, the, the trailer that is dropped. When you have Monica Rambeau in this imaginary world that Wanda has picked, it's just like, hey, girl, how you doing? Do we know each other? Do I know you? What's your name? I don't know my mm-hmm. name. Then, I don't know. And then she gets blasted out of this world because guess what? Vision. Wanda, I forgot who that character is who's helping Mephisto out. Who's that, that that white chick, that nosy neighbor? What's her name in the comics, Dave? Help me out. I, I can't remember. Okay, but she... I, I'm, I'm making sure I'm coming in pretty blind for that one. Okay, well, she. I, I have not read anything about this. I have no inside sources on this one. I legitimately am just looking at the trailers and just noticing that when Vision says, this, is this our home? This is at home. Let's fight for. They're fighting against against Kat, Kat Dennings, who is my other future wife, and they and and this 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 team that's trying to help Wanda. Hey, this is not reality. You're being manipulated, but she's fighting against them. That will ultimately cause her breakdown, and that's why when they go into this universe where Monica does, she's like, I don't know who I am because she doesn't. She can't recognize herself. And remember, in House of X, the only character that could know who he was because he had so much mental damage already was Wolverine. Wolverine ain't going to be in this, you know? Uh-huh. And not many characters have uh, the awareness that Wolverine has. Oh, they've given away... So I, I, could, like, well, I had this conversation yesterday with someone else, and we both agreed they gave away, they gave away so much, but I think because... People are already going into this like, what in the blue hell are they about to do to us? They have already overthought or confused themselves, or they're mm-hmm. too, or they're like you, they're too excited to even want to guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't even. I'm, I'm no, when all I, in. no, when I get a, when I get excited, I guess. I, so I'm still looking forward to it, but I can, see, I see where they're going with it. I do, and no, vision is not real. This is gonna be something that will cause the events of Secret Invasion to. Um, and see, I can't say what I want to say because you haven't finished the Kate Bishop DLC for Marvel's Avengers game. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to spoil that. Uh, how do I say this? No, feel free to spoil it. You know me, man. It's uh, not going to ruin it for me. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? And I told Alone in the Dark this. Do you want to know how Monica Rappuccini is alive in Avengers? Did you, did you ever figure that out? No, shoot. The reason she's alive is because, remember, Monica was the one... All these abomination and taskmaster clones were fighting. She created them when she was when she wasn't actually in the room when Modok hit her with that that injection shot. That was a yeah. clone. Yeah. How I know that is at the beginning of the show of the story campaign. If you don't have a glitchy game, Monica has two different eye colors: a green and a brown. If you notice, they keep focusing 
every shot she's in, they focus in on her eyes. There's a reason yeah. for that. At the end, when Monica is now supreme, they focus in on her eyes as two different colors, and all the clones of her are around her. That's why she was never there. Yeah. She she know she knew that eventually Modoc would figure it out. My point in all of this uh, in all of that is, at the end when you beat that Cree Century, the Cree Century shoots up into the sky. Remember in the comic books, when the Cree Centuries pass away, they shoot up into the sky a, a signal. Hey, I've been I'm being attacked. I've been taken down. Yeah, send, send reinforcements. Yeah. That's why there is such that. That's why there's going to be a Cree invasion. In this, because they're going to spend. So much time, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, whoever else they're going to bring into this whole thing, they're spending so much time focusing on saving Wanda, which they need to do. She's the, literally the strongest person they have. That's going to allow the Kree invasion to hit in the MCU. That's the thing that Nick Fury's working on right now is he, but he can't do it by himself. He has a gun and, a, and one eye. So at the end of the day, that's what's going to cause this Kree invasion to hit and secret invasion. I'm looking forward to it, but oh, to me... I got so much out of these two trailers, and I've only seen this second trailer twice. So I did. I, I, I got a lot, but I'm I'm just I'm still in the excited phase. Uh, usually, I get through the first week is just me just kind of reveling in the fandom, and then the second week is me kind of watching and dissecting it and and kind of taking guesses. Usually, that's when I'll go through my comic collection and and look at a couple stories, see what they might be mining from. But I I, I do need to check you there jesus christ man the way to belittle nick fury <laughs> the guy with a gun in one eye how dare you well well here's my thing for as much of a master spy as he is and he clearly he and he, he always has a plan my point my point was to belittle him in that moment just because it's kind of like dude if you if, if someone comes to me and says if god comes to me and says hey you have a tag team partner in this battle of warfare nick fury or scarlet witch what yeah, God, I'm taking Scarlet Witch, dude. Thanks. All day. All day. Okay, okay, so here's a here's a little uh, guilty pleasure fantasy booking that I've had for a while. You know what I I hope happens in this whole multiverse of madness kind of multiverse continuity thing they're going to be doing in Phase 4? What? I have, and, and it's not going to happen. It, it's my own personal guilty pleasure fantasy. I have this fantasy of them having two Nick Furries, and one of them is Samuel L., and the other is, um, is what's his name? Baywatch. Hasselhoff. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see it, it. You see what I'm saying, though? I, I, it just, just, it's one of those things. You don't even have to do a lot. Just give me, like, five seconds. It'll pop me so hard. <laughs> and, and we know that David Hasselhoff is willing to work with Marvel. He did in mm-hmm. the Guardians movie, so yep. it's not out of the realm of, of it. And um, Yeah, if you're doing multiverse, just, hey, look, for one second, give us the classic Nick Fury with the modern Nick Fury and just have him trade one-liners and move on. And the last trailer that they dropped was Loki. Um I watched it the first time, and you know how big I am on the D.B. Cooper story. I wrote an article for it, and yeah. I, I saw that, and my first thought was, one, they're going all in on the TVA, and it's clear that the only way that I, in my opinion, the only way that, that, that Ant-Man and the Wasp are going to beat Kang in, this, in, this, in their upcoming movie is with the TVA itself, because the TVA absolutely hates Kang in the comics, <laughs> uh, for good reason, but... 
um, they're really changing history. They're allowing Loki to change history. Uh, some of this is also based off of the 2016 comic, which I don't know how many people have actually read, but it's it was it, solid. It was it was it was to me it was hilarious because it was clearly a takeoff for Donald Trump, and they yeah. made Loki Trump. <laughs> they didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, art is always a reflection of life, and life is always sure. a reflection of art. So, <laughs> so, so, oh. what are your thoughts on Loki going for? I my, my only oh, thought I, on I, it is just. I love all about it. I, I love that they're going to be using Loki. I love that they're, they're going to try to harness Loki to get their goals achieved. And I love the fact that it's going to be this 4D chess game, which is exactly what it needs to be when you're doing a Loki story. I'm just, I'm excited. Nothing like watching uh, an industry think they can harness an arrogant god and then watching the shenanigans occur. So I'm really excited. Um, I... Um, there are a couple of things in that trailer that were interesting. Uh, a couple of shots. Um, did you see Black Widow, or was that just me? That was not Black Widow. That is, um, I forgot. Good. So you know what I saw. Yeah, I know Good. what I saw. Yeah. Because, I, I, again, I'm still in the fan phase of this, so I saw a couple of things where I was like, okay, they're they're, like you said, they're really going all out for this whole thing, which is great. It, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Said, that was one of the first thing someone texted me was, "You see Black Widow? She's alive." Said that's not Black Widow. That is, no. I, I, I can't remember her name, but she's the female Loki in this, um, and and she's she's there to throw him off clearly. And mm-hmm. Lo, Loki is gonna have fun with it. But the one thing I will look that will be it maybe heart wrenching to watch is that first scene of the TVA showing Loki his future. They have yeah. to. I'm, I'm assuming. The reason he turned his head is because they're showing him when Thanos killed him. Because this yeah. this Loki hadn't evolved yet. This this Loki was very much still a villain. So yeah. this Loki would not have seen Endgame and seen his brother and Ragnarok and all this other stuff. So this one I have the least I have the least amount to say about it because for me, I'm not gonna lie to you. Even when they announced it, I was kind of like, this is just gonna be kind of fun. I'm not really. I know it's gonna be interconnected. I do. And the fact that Lay Sif is reportedly coming back for it, Jamie Alexander, my third wife that doesn't know she's my wife. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to have a conversation about this polygamy thing you got going on. <laughs> I, I, I just I can't help myself, man. Um, but um, the fact that she's coming back is gonna be awesome. I really think. I, no, I, and even if she doesn't come back for Loki, I, I I believe she's already set in stone for Thor: Love and Thunder, which I would have to imagine she's gonna be uh, Tessa uh, Tessa's main love interest. And in I would assume, you know, because Thor did, you know, say, "Hey, get the bleep out of here, dude." Um, yeah. But when you have a choice between Natalie Portman, which is my fourth wife, I wouldn't even oh, know. Christ. I I would have no clue who to choose in that either. But um. I, I'm looking forward to it. I just have the least amount to say about it. I, I just think it's going to be fun. Tom yeah. Hilton plays his role to perfection. I think this will be a great, like like a lot of uh, kind of past things that they do, it's going to be a great setup for the lore to introduce other characters or to introduce the motivations of other characters. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. And can we take a second and just appreciate the return of Owen Wilson? That's true. Just for a second. That's true. Just for a second. I I knew it was good when even my wife paused and went, Is that Owen Wilson? What is happening? I was like, Yeah, yeah. So they're bringing them all back. They got Owen Wilson and they they announced, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, From the Batman. Who? Oh, um, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. You know, like they're they're really. Marvel is is doing everything right. They can't lose right now. (laughs) 
No, no, they can't. And um, they can't lose. And I know a lot of DC fans. And thing is, we can talk about both sides because we just like we just enjoy comics. I don't think yeah. you have a favorite character. I don't. Favorite, I don't think we have a favorite. I mean, I don't know if you about you. I don't have a favorite company. I just have favorite stories. I enjoy a lot of different stories. Um, I'm actually, and I actually said this in a, a past show. I was actually, I've not seen it myself. I'm going to watch it one day. But I was actually kind of mad. Bloodshot didn't get a chance. Now, in fairness, Bloodshot happened right as we shut this this country down. Yeah, they, that but, that you, you want to talk poor Vin Diesel. Yeah, the one time he dips his toe in there. But to, but to me, Bloodshot's a great character. Trying to get that Batista character. money. Exactly, but to me, Bloodshot's a great character. And it is. I, I, it, it deserves a second chance, and I think it will. But as far as, the last thing I'll, I'll say on Loki, not even Loki, when you just said something that it triggered me, you said it, it, a good way to introduce characters. The one thing I didn't mention in Falcon Winter Soldier is Songbird. That is clearly, yeah. that is clearly Songbird they're, they're going for. So, um, talking about introducing characters, this will be this will be fun seeing what they do with her. Um she is a more obscure character, in my opinion. I don't think the masses know who she is. In my, do we, do you, could you agree with that or no? No, they don't. Okay. Uh, and that's why I'm excited to uh, to see where this goes. Because I think a lot of these characters are going to get uh, introduced through this. Uh, for example, I, I, I've been paying close attention because I'm constantly looking for hints of the Thunderbolts. Constantly, we've already so seen that on Black Widow trailer, though. That that's exactly why I'm excited. So I see Songbird there. I saw the Black Widow trailer, and I'm just going because that's going to be a fantastic one. That's I think Thunderbolts is going to be what Suicide Squad tried so hard to be, but done properly. But you know what? I'm not going to blame uh, the, the director David Ayers on that. It's clear that Warner Brothers had taken control of that movie. I don't want to yeah. blame them for that. No, 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 no. I, I, that's not where I was going with this. Okay, I was okay. just kind of going the the again. We we spend the whole beginning of this thing talking about Warner Brothers just shooting itself in the foot with with not wanting to let the creators create. So I, I understand that, but again, as a fan of of kind of what the MCU is doing, because they've they've made all their fans trust them and their creative process it allows people like me who are comic book fans to to look for these kind of hints and that's part of the fun while people that have no idea like i had a whole conversation with somebody at my job recently where we were talking about um they were talking about spider-man they were like hey i heard that spider-man's having all these other characters come back and i and i and i remember kind of going okay so do you understand what the multiverse is? No, I have no idea. And I, I was about to start explaining, and I went, wait, have you seen Spider-Man Into the Multiverse? And they were like, no. And I said, okay, go watch Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, and then come back and we'll talk. Five years ago, ten years ago, I couldn't do that. I would have to sit there for 30 minutes and explain this guy nerd shit that they would like Hours. be bored of within 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... They've, they've done such a good job making it easy for people that are hardcore fans and people that are casual fans to even relate. You know, the fact that that guy could bring up that conversation while being a complete casual and have me, a hardcore fan, recommend something that they actually had an interest into going to look at because it's decent quality. I mean, yeah, man, lay, lay all the groundworks you want buy all the time. It's like it's like uh, what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. You've bought plenty of goodwill, man. If you got to delay it, delay it. I'll wait. <laughs> so we're running out of time. So I want these these next ones are just going to be kind of like rapid fire. We'll give our quick opinions, and it will be less back and forth. 
Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on John Watts being announced to direct Fantastic Four? He's the one directing all the Spider-Man movies. I'm excited. I have no, I have no idea what I what they're going to do with that. I don't know what direction they're going to do. I love the cast. Um, but again, it's it's part of that whole I can't I can't because I'm in the fan phase of this. I have no idea what direction they're going in and all of this. I have some guesses, but all right. Um, I, I actually have nothing I'm going to say about it. as I think, you know, that's the group that got me into comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have I actually haven't truly even given it any thought when it was when it was told to me, it was told to me by um, my cousin who, know, who who was there when I got my first comic book. He's like, dude, they're actually doing it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I, just, I actually have not given it any thought because I've been focused on what is going to be in front of our face and just three weeks yeah. time which would be one division yeah. so i kind of just was doing that um your thoughts on this is something that we, we, we talked about earlier but that secret invasion series which has nick fury attached to it already and talos that kevin feige said will be the biggest crossover in 20 years thanks kevin feige for giving us the biggest set of blue balls once again <laughs> but here, here's what you you can be excited about you know that this is an institution you can trust to pull off the story. Sure. When have you been able to say that about a Fantastic Four movie? The original Fantastic Four movie, we talk about how much we love it. Can, but let's be honest, they we were fun, can't be fun. Can we not talk about it? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we are gotcha. not, we know, like, they, 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 the Silver Surfer looked cool in the second one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, look. But even then, they weren't bad. They weren't, they weren't the worst thing ever. They were good no, for they what weren't. they were. But the last they one was... Last one was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I still haven't watched it. <laughs> I think I've watched like maybe twenty minutes of that movie, and every time I just watch. I got to see that for free, and it was still terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it just because it's got. I'm, I'm yep. assuming. Here's the thing: whenever you have six hours, and I'm assuming all these series are going to be six six episodes. Whenever you have six hours to do character development. The one thing that they're, that Marvel has taken from DC, and yes, I'm saying that, I don't care if it's blasphemous or not, they've seen how TV works with DC. DC does a great job on television, whether you like the CW or not. To me, what they were able to do with the Arrowverse was nothing short of amazing, especially when you understand the limitations they had from Arrow season one to season four and the Flash's first seasons because they couldn't use certain characters. They couldn't say certain things. It was just always super weird how they had to make Marvel character references because they couldn't say DC character references. This company is backwards. I'll never understand them. Um, (laughs) But when you see what they did, especially what they did with not even a streaming service, with 42 minutes, five episodes each, it was for me. It was amazing. I still think what they did last year on Crisis on Infinite Earths was one of the best crossovers ever. And I'm assuming Absolutely. Marvel's going to take that blueprint. And now they have a whole hour, hour and ten minutes each episode to play with these Marvel characters that have been in the movies. Now they're going to be on TV. They don't have to be in every scene. I'm assuming Nick Fury is going to be all over this thing because it's a Nick Fury series. And I'm assuming, just my opinion. I said this earlier. I'm assuming this is where. Sam Wilson's going to really have to lead the next group of Avengers. I'm assuming we're going to see some of the young Avengers. We've already seen some of them. By the way, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I love my life right now. I need more of Hawkeye. She's not my wife. She's way too young. She's like 23. Anyways, but the point is seeing those pictures of her and seeing Hawkeyes get their shine after you know how big a fan of Hawkeye I am. 
Um, I didn't have this on my list, but I just have to, have to assume that the Young Avengers will have to be a part of this in order to help because who knows who's going to be taken over as, you know, in this evasion. Yeah. Um, what, um, what, do you have any thoughts on that or no? No, no, no. When I, I pretty much agree. Anything <laughs> I was going to say would just be a different version of everything you said. <laughs> so, all right, so last couple ones. Uh, we, we finally got the official casting call for She-Hulk, and it proved, and, and uh, Mark Ruffalo will be in it. He, he has to. He's such an integral part of our origin. Yeah, he, but yeah. also, the thing I saw that was really more to your point about the Thunderbolts, the original Abomination is going to be in this one. I, I, I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, what a time to be alive, man. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> did, I, you, did you ever think in our history we'd be sitting here going, no. there's going to be a serious installation of Abomination on... You remember the first Hulk movie with Abomination? Remember? <laughs> and here's the thing, as, for as much as I can watch it and deal with it, to me, because to me, seeing what they've done from the ashes of that movie, they've taken the same Thunderbolt Ross, they've taken the same uh, Abomination, but to... To show, because I don't think people really understand how much Ross hates the Hulk. And then to see a second Hulk on this world, this is good. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. You know, I know some people don't, they know who She-Hulk is, but they, I, I'm a fan. You know, I, I've always liked the more obscure characters. I No, I can't say I ever saw this. Um, the one thing that I did see coming, though, was them doing an Ironheart series. I mean, they've been pushing Riri Williams for, ever since she came out, she's been yeah. pushed. So... That was not surprising to me. I don't really have any comments on that. But the one I do have one more question on, then we're out of here, is the Armor Wars with Don Cheadle as War Machine. I didn't see that coming. I I mean, I I kind of did. When you but... sigh like that, that's not a good sigh. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's the Iron Man three sigh. I, it's it's just look. They gotta they gotta do. Again, to 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 crib from wrestling, they got to build new stars. They they got to tell a story that's going to last. These actors are going to transition. They got to move on. However, the fan base reacts, they need to they need to build the next generation. And yes, like in all things, there's going to be pushback. But you know, but what does that have to do with Armor Wars? Though this is Armor Wars, if I'm not mistaken, was as a story in the comics of when of what happens when the when Iron Man's tech falls into the wrong hands. And to me, it's kind of intriguing. Just because now Iron Man is not here and War Machine is kind of here left to defend his legacy on his own. Yeah. And and people forget it, but there was a long stretch of time in the comics when War Machine took over. Uh, during the alcoholic days with Tony Stark, War Machine was the Iron Man. He just ran around. I mean, he ran around as War Machine, but he did all the duties Iron Man did. He didn't have the genius. He just had his military knowledge and his dedication to Tony. To, to uphold Tony's legacy. So this isn't that out of the wheelhouse of the story or out of the wheelhouse of the characters. It's, I I, I think it's going to be just fine. Armor Wars, I'm really excited for what Armor Wars is going to do because I actually think this is their chance to remedy a lot of the, the Iron Man 3 problems I had. So for me, it's, it's, a, it's a hopeful show, like a hopeful movie coming out. All right. Well, that's all we're going to talk about today. Do you have any final thoughts on the fan part of you for this? For this, what what we we have in the future? Like we have Christmas in two weeks. Then in uh-huh. like think three weeks we have or four no a month in a month we have WandaVision. Um, like, do you have any final thoughts on what twenty? Because 
They were quiet all this year. They dropped. The only thing live action they did was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but once Kevin Feige said that was not canon, I, I believe that kind of hurt Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And to me, that wasn't fair to that show because they yeah. really tried their best. And I, especially the end, I enjoyed and it. And they do a good job. Yeah, they no, do. No, no, they, they do. But I think Kevin they, Feige should have announced after the show that it was not canon because to me, it did, it, it did such a disservice because it's a, they did do their best, in my opinion. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't. They, exceeded expectations. I agree. You know? I agree. So it's it's one of those shows, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been one of those shows uh, where it's just, it gets the the same kind of feels that uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist got on Marvel, but unlike those two shows, I actually think it delivered beyond the expectations of the shows and did such a good job building the universe it builds. So yeah, having the, the leadership of Marvel and that whole institution kind of cut it down like that was painful. But ultimately, I don't, I don't think it harms the show. I think the show stands on its own. It's kind I mean, of the I same mean, as way. As far as like a fan, the fan, I mean, as far as like the ratings, when people talk about ratings and stuff, I think those comments yeah. can hurt the ratings because us. Let's be honest, fans are crazy. Fans are fickle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest, you know. So yeah. to me, yeah, that, no. that's what I meant by that. Not that it hurt the show's quality. For me, it didn't. I still watched every minute of it. But I, yeah. I mean, like when I saw the final ratings, I was really disappointed. I was like, man, you guys got seven million. But I noticed, like after the announcement, people were like, well, there's no need to watch it because it's not connected. And it's kind of like, yeah. you can still enjoy it. It, it, <laughs> did, it took away eyeballs that could have that could have come in there and and really appreciated it as well. Yeah, yeah. that's my point. I think it's going to be one of those shows that down the line people are just going to appreciate it. I, that's I part agree. of the reason I don't feel too bad for it because I, I feel like even if it loses now, I think years from now people are going to look back and just some admire just how amazing that show is and they're going to be a whole bunch of callbacks to the show that that people are going to love kind of like what they're doing with the cw right now i i hope i hope it's that i really do hope it's that and i and i think it will be as well but my, the only thought i have is i'm glad they that they were quiet this year and they didn't rush anything out yeah i mean they well they also, they also, they also knew they had so much i mean they also knew they had so much content that they, that, that that next year i'm pretty sure the complaint will be well marvel's doing too much man oh, yeah. I, got, I got the money <laughs> you, for this it's actually funny they were all remember they were already complaining about that they were just like do we need this many superhero movies uh, you got what what was his name that came out and was like superhero movies oh, are ruining uh, the industry uh, scorsese <laughs> scorsese so it's like yeah we were already there but it's so silly because it's like yeah but they said the same thing about like action movies in the 80s it wasn't no casablanca and that was ruining the industry and they said the same thing about westerns were ruining the we, we do this all the time and it's just frustrating but but my last thought is, hmm. I think the the sleeping giant in everything they delivered was what if. I really think. Oh, I have no interest in that at all. But go ahead. I I th- that that's why I think it's a sleeping giant. I think so many people look past what if, and I think it's going to be a fun run. But I think you're doing to what if what you're complaining people are going to do to Agents of Shield because of what was said. I disagree, I, and, and, and I'll tell you why when we're done. Shoot. No, I just I just have no interest in it because personally, there's gonna be so much content next year, and now with me restarting the show, I'm not gonna be able to watch everything. And that and, and dude, I did a show three weeks ago. It was 15 minutes. It was a review of Survivor Series. I got so much heat because they're like, dude, I my email has not been blown up this much since I was out of a job. Oh my god, people hated it. They're like, dude, dude, let's talk about Raw a little bit. It's like, Raw, why? You know, Dude, there's gonna be so much content next year. I, yeah. I won't have time to fit it all in. And whatever for me is not a priority to where 
I'm going to watch it and keep up with it because the way I'm doing the shows, I'm not doing what, like, uh, I love I love Eric Voss on uh, uh, Rockstars on YouTube. When I'm, I'm not going to do, like, every episode of Breakdown. I have yeah. to binge everything, and I see more that way. Some people can't get TV that way. I can't yeah. get it by watching one week because then I've waited a week. I forget what happened the week prior. I think that might be a thing you and I share because I was talking to somebody recently and we were having a debate about that. And I told him, I was like, it's extremely rare that I do a week to week show. Uh, and it was already hard enough pre, you know, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. Now, oh my God, you better, like, The Mandalorian is probably the only show I still watch week to week. And that's just because it's practically like a Friday ritual at this point. But. Yeah, no, no. I, I do the same thing. I binge. Yeah, so, I, so I'm so i waiting these six weeks. Then at the end of episode six, I'm going to binge the season. Then I'll do my review. So I have that plus the wrestling stuff, which, dude, I got so much heat that I said, damn, dude, like, <laughs> all right, I'll do what I used to do. And I'll pick the parts I want. Like this week, the show I already recorded. And like, um, I talked I talk about one thing on Raw. But I went into such details with other things that I didn't know people wanted to hear me talk about the psychology of Roman Reigns and shit like that. Yeah. These, are, these are these are things I write in the article because I, I assume the, the normal fan listens to this show is like, man, you talk about psychology, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Well, no, 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 no. So that's why I assumed. Well, you, and that's it's actually funny. I think I, I still lean into the fact this this thing you just said is exactly why I think one if what if it's going to be a sleeper hit. I think there there is a world of possibility that's going to be, and I think you know that there is a world of possibility that can be mined from what if. Just the fact you know oh, sure. making a, a guy from Wakanda instead of a, a a guy from I forgot what city they picked him from. Or Peggy um, taking super serum. Uh, super serum. Yeah, uh, give yeah, and not just super serum, but making it a British, you know, entity. So you get a little bit of that Captain Britain vibe, and and it just it does what the MCU does so well, which is just build the world even more. And even on this story, that's going to be completely an aside. I think more importantly, it'll be an introduction to the character of the Watcher to casual fans, so they get to understand kind of the power set of the Watcher and the mentality of the Watcher and the ability of the Watcher. So when we go into things like Original Sin, there has been an established explanation to like the fans to who the Watcher is and how the Watcher functions. No, no, I get what you're saying. Like I said, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a bad show whatsoever. I just know I'm, there's going to be so much stuff between... Yeah. Shang Chi, Spider Man, all Black Widow. We can't forget about that. The Falcon Winter yeah. Soldier. I won't have time to watch everything. That's one of those shows that's going to really be put onto the back burner, um, especially since traveling is going to be permitted again. Who knows how many cons are going to be hitting? So I just know that I won't. Now maybe on a plane I might be able to watch it. You know, but even then, once again, as you said, the Watcher is such a complex character. Even though he's technically just air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me watching he's really doing more yeah and so a lot more and so, and so let me let me interject one second i, I just want to ask one question what's the movie you're the most excited for uh, in 2021 yep um hmm so i can answer that real easy and it throws people off shang chi no uh, that that see that's my thing it was between shang chi and black widow yeah for me and only shang -Chi. I, that's another thing. I think a lot of people, they're so busy with the big names, they misunderstand the purpose of Shang-Chi. 
No, I understand, you know? no, I understand the purpose of Shang-Chi. No, no, that's why yeah. I'm stuck between those two because, but I don't have to be because they're back to back. Black Widow yeah. drops in May and Shang-Chi drops in July. So I'm going to have two orgasms in, in two months. It's, it's really exciting. So, so no, I'm yeah, good. Like, yeah, no, no. Next year is going to be a banner year for Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. I'm just no. The one that I'm not looking forward to at all, and I should be, and I'm trying to figure out why I'm not excited because I should be. Is the Eternals? Mm-hmm. I really want to be excited for it, but I'm not right now. So, I actually have a request. I was going to drop before we ended this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have a personal request. I would like you to review the Eternals TV show on Disney Plus. Hmm. Well, it's not the Eternals. It's is it the Eternals? I didn't know they had. No, the Inhumans. Movie. Inhumans. Sorry. Oh Inhumans. God, you may watch that d- uh, monstrosity. Yes, yes, Jesus yes. I really Christ! Do. <laughs> I I I watched a bit of it. I haven't finished it, but I am really curious, especially with the way you you have a tendency of breaking down stuff and analyzing stuff. I'm really curious to hear your your actual perspective when broken down and thought of of that show. And more importantly, I'm really curious to hear what you think works and why you think things don't work. Those are such great characters in the comic books, too, but I've heard nothing but yeah. terrible things about that that show, it, though. It, it was supposed to be an easy hit. And, and I'll tell you right now, in my personal opinion, when I watch that show, it's not the, the, it's not the, the effects or the design that's the problem. They did a great job nailing the effects and the design. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time even nailing why I'm not engaged in it. Hmm. So I'm really curious how you would break it down when you watch it. But that that was my request. Oh I, when my you said the Eternals, it reminded me. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll see what I can do on that one. That's going to be a toughie right there. That is hard and to a do. palate cleanser before the awesomeness. Of 2021. <laughs> Just get, get all your bad out in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, while you're at it, watch Fantastic Four, the last one. Watch it again one more time before you burn it forever. <laughs> That's what I'm doing this year. My 2020, like, what I've decided is, like, what, what are all the things I hated that I needed to get done? Get them all done in 2020. <laughs> That's fair. Well, that was a whole sh- year in the trash. <laughs> well, that is the show. I know you only had an hour. We we gone like an hour and ten. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for Jonathan Esther coming on, and uh, this will be Thank out you for having Wednesday. me. And uh, that is the show. Oh my God, the freaking Inhumans, dude! Hey guys, I'm AP, and I'm your girl Black Mamba, and we are the hosts of the Hate Journals, a weekly comedy podcast. We know we aren't the only ones that get annoyed by the daily grind, and lately there's a lot to be annoyed about, and we get it. Join us each week as we roast and toast all the things that we love to hate. Nothing is off limits as we rant, rave, and laugh our way through our own experiences, current events, and so much more. So tune in weekly to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or check us out on our website at thehatejournals.com. That's right, guys. Let us help you get you through your week every week with The Hate Journals Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Bye. Bye.